Hello and welcome to EA Life. My name is Amanda Vincy and it's really good to be with you today. This is a podcast that Holly Bailey and myself recorded a couple of weeks ago where we dive deep into how our physiology affects our psychology and this is really on the back of a webinar that we ran. Uh, It would have been a couple of weeks ago now so I trust you're going to love this. There are so many amazing uh, truth bombs and, and insights out of this particular Uh, podcast that I trust you're going to love. This podcast is brought to you by the EA Institute, who are leaders in developing executive assistance on how to think, lead, behave, and and work very differently in this modern world. So I trust that you're going to love this. Get stuck in and uh, yeah, see you next time. Welcome. There's nothing like a nice big laugh before we start uh, before we start this episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. That was a nice big deep breath, <laughs> followed by a big laugh from us. It really was. So we have uh, this morning. We've just uh, recorded a webinar on uh, physiology and psychology and how they impact our results and non-results. But uh, it's geez, we're on a bit of a high, aren't we? We are. And I was just observing, which I think is really funny, uh, that we have got so much energy. Like yes. just bursting out of us right now, and we've both just ordered a long black, which is I feel like is so unnecessary right now. So if I'm talking fast or clicking or laughing or and then we're jumping ahead really quickly, apologies in advance. It's just the state we're in. Wow, I, that is hilarious because you're right. We do not need these coffees. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes you just order a coffee because that's what you do. It's and uh, next today's, thing. <laughs> today's one of those days. We certainly don't need the coffee. And uh, look, we are going to bring to you, I suppose today, the intent is to kind of bring, I suppose, some insights from the webinar today. Uh, but who knows where it will go because when we're in this kind of heightened state, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> we could go anywhere we, right now. We absolutely could go anywhere. But uh, the intent is to give you some, some tools around... Uh, how our physiology affects our psychology. And we were just eating lunch after the webinar now and we were just noticing, uh, well, debriefing the webinar and we were just trying to even understand it for ourselves in another level because you can go so <laughs> deep with this particular work. Uh, what we shared in the webinar, which is available at our resource library, is kind of the top level, wouldn't you say? Mm, I think that's across the board with all of the content and especially the webinars because we've only got an hour, an hour or so to talk about a concept or a framework. There is always layer after layer Mm. after layer to unpack around it or different ways to view it or different scenarios and it's just mind-blowing, really. Yeah, it never ends. It never ends. And, you know, I think that uh, even if you... Although there is so much to it that we could go deeper on, uh, which we try to do in, you know, a lot of our face-to-face learnings and, and a lot of our uh, more deeper online trainings, even if you just do these small little snippets, it's going to give you some real gold that you can do immediately that will uh, so impact true. your results. Yeah. So true. And yeah. I think that's something that you and I always try and come back to Yeah, is that... It's the simplicity of things that actually work. So yes. the more that we can just come back to what's really obvious and really simple about it, mm. it's the thing that really works. And it's yeah. just about impl- recognizing what this, what the real key lesson is, and then implementing that piece to begin with. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I think that one of the things that set uh, that really allows, certainly from my experience, and I'm sure you would agree, Holly, that you know, being an EA, we just know. <laughs> We just know what it's like on the other side. So it allows us, I suppose, to be able to 
really look from that lens when we're doing any of the training. So, you know, it might be bite-sized, but it's still going to give you something that's, uh, that, can, that you can do something with. So I suppose the intent of today's webinar, uh, today's webinar, I'm still in the webinar you mindset. Are. Okay. <laughs> today's we'll podcast, gears, shall we? <laughs> How funny. We want to uh, talk about why this is so important. You know, why is, the, why is understanding how your psychology impacts your uh, physiology? Why is it so important as an executive assistant? Mm. What do you think? Well, I loved, what I love from the webinar about this is that we were really emphasizing how important the thinking around this piece mm. is. So, yes, physiology and psychology is going to be the, to- the tool that we use, or that's the kind of uh, pathway that we'll, the, the tool that we'll use. Yeah. Uh, but the thinking around how to use them is really important. And that's what people were noticing in the webinar that mm. we were looking at how do we think about this in a way that's going to support us? So, how do we think about implementing our the physiology and the psychology changes that we need to make Mm. does that make sense it does yeah so i think what i'm hearing is that it's it's not just about understanding what those pieces mean but it's understanding how do i what do i do with that and how does it impact me currently and then how can i change that going forward you have absolutely nailed it and to add another layer to it i think what we noticed early on in the webinar is that what people were asking for were the practical tips about mm. what do I do yeah. and what we are all about and what we emphasize in all of our training is that let's understand the thinking that it's going to take first mm. then we understand how we're going to do it what habits and structure we need mm. to create to be able to to, to know what that would really look like yeah. and what it's going to take then we get to the action and I am definitely a culprit of just let's get into it let's get it done yeah. without really considering what it's going to take from me where am I heading what are the habits I need in mm. order to be able to facilitate that yeah. then I get into action so yeah. um, it's a good lesson and reminder mm. for me certainly and and uh, also yeah to see that that's how other people are operating as well yeah yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think most of us will be able to recognize when we're in a state that's not resourceful. I think that's pretty clear. Or actually, let me say it a different way. It's easy for us to see when someone else <laughs> is in a state that's unresourceful. Maybe not so easy for us to see it in ourselves, but certainly easy for us to see it in somebody else. So I think it'd be pretty clear to say when you walk into a room and you notice that the energy is low, uh, you, you can kind of tell that people aren't in a good state without even knowing why or what's going on. You can just see it, you can sense it, you can feel it. And I think you know, one of the things that as EAs that we're really good at is being able to have that innate ability to be able to sense check what's going on for people and see the reaction of other people and know that even though they're saying they're fine, they're actually not fine. And that's something that I think any EA would agree is really fundamental to their role. So, you know, it's no surprise to me to hear the feedback was not necessarily seeing it, but it's how do I do something about changing it? Because it's easy for us to see it in others, but then how do we change it in ourselves? But also how can we impact that for other people as well? Mm. Yeah. Mm. There were a couple of comments actually around, uh, yes, I can notice it in other people more so. Yeah. You're right. It is, like most things, it's Mm. much more difficult to see it in ourselves and what's playing out or take the time to have a look at what that might look like as opposed to seeing it in other people and those around you um, and and offer them advice and tools, you know? It's so much easier. You know, I think so many times in my career I can think of, you know, in fact, I can think of one thing that comes to mind immediately was, uh, you know, one of my mentors who 
would always say, you know, Amanda, you're going down the path of being triggered again. I can tell. Uh, and I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know that I'm triggered. I would just, you know, going through my day and he would always be able to know when I'm triggered before I was able to know that I was triggered. Uh, and of course, that constant uh, reflection allowed me to then start to see it in myself. But certainly, it's so much easier to see it in others. Mm. It's really easy for us to notice it in other people. <laughs> and how... I'm sure that people have had this conversation when you go, oh my gosh, it's so easy to see when he's in a poor state or she's in a poor state mm. or I can just tell they're in a bad mood or I can oh, just yeah. tell that it's not a good time to have this conversation. Yeah, It's the same for us. <laughs> Obviously, other people are going to say, hey, wow, she's really in a bad mood today or she is... This is not a good time for this conversation. Yes. It's, of course it's the same. You are so right. <laughs> it's easy for us to be able to see when it's a good time to speak with our exec, but we don't often see how that impacts, how we're doing that same exact thing with other people. <laughs> I think that's really, really good. I think that's really good. So I suppose uh, what we're going to look at now is, you know, wanting to know where we're at in terms of what what are the triggers for us? What are what are the things that note that we notice that we do more than the other? You know, Holly and I were talking about this uh, a little earlier at lunch, and we were saying, you know, is it the chicken before the egg? Which one comes first? Is it the thinking, uh, you know, a psychology that creates our physiology, our body state, or is it our body state, our physiology that creates our thinking? And the truth is, is that there is no answer. Mm. <laughs> There's no real answer to really being able to understand which one comes first. And I would say that it's very dependent on individual and, you know, who actually knows which one comes first because by the time you're at that stage of knowing, you could have already had a whole physiological state change uh, until you realise that, you know, you've got a thought. So it's very hard for us to depict which one comes first, but I think knowing what the triggers are and being able to see, having more awareness that you're in a triggered mode is going to be really powerful going forward. Completely. That was kind of the extension of that conversation then yeah. going, okay, well, how would I know? What does it look like and feel like for me? Mm. Is it the thinking that I hear or the inner dialogue that I hear or is it a phys is it a posture? Is it a sensation? Is it a, uh, a you know, a rigidness in my, yeah. in my state? What is it for me? And that, that was the goals to recognize mm. what does it look like when I'm actually in a state that's empowering and mm. what does it look like in a state where I'm disempowered or yeah. yeah not in my full power yeah I think that's uh important to know you know one of the things we touched on in the webinar was being able to understand uh I suppose the the the, the ease of us getting in and out of these states it's actually far easier for, for us to get into a state of uh happiness uh, and, and on the flip, it can be quite easy for us to get into a state of anger or depression or sadness. Uh, and with either of those states, there's likely, uh, for some, it's easier to do one or the other. You know, for, for some people, it might be quite easy to get into a state of anger. Uh, it, they might be quite familiar with that state. Uh, and, you know, for others, it might be quite easy for them to get into a positive, more happy state. However, regardless of what you're, uh, I suppose, what you're more familiar with or what you're more comfortable with, either way, you're able to switch between the two quite easily. Mm. And it's actually quite phenomenal how quickly we can change our state. Completely. And just the way that we started this conversation, I love, and I just want to go touch back on that again, because once we've got the beliefs that 
that you understand that this how important this is and we really are certain around okay my physiology is really impacting my psychology or whichever egg yeah. or chicken came first whatever you <laughs> yeah. however you you're set up or you're wired um once you've got it you believe firmly and you know that the impact that that has yeah. then we get to look at okay well what what's the gold standard here in terms of physiology mm. and how i want to show up what does it not look like and then unpacking that a little bit for you when it's just the distinction is so clear yes if you take the time yeah it is mm. and it is starting at that top level right and then going well what you know maybe we should just unpack one now as in the, yeah i know that you're laughing at the word <laughs> unpack for those of you that listen along and, and play with us you know that i use that word a lot actually i have not used that word for some time i think it's i hear a... myself say it uh <laughs> five six times a week so the amanda <laughs> vinci effect it's uh it's doing it's, its thing, thing guys it's doing its thing which is uh good news for me but in any case it's a good word and let's use it in this I'd case i'd love to unpack one with you <laughs> i think it'd be useful for anyone listening along so they can start seeing how the how it impacts and then i suppose how to shift that how to move that out uh when you're in those states so what would be a common thing that we hear? Geez, there, I mean, there are heaps of examples that we could give here, but what would be something that would be a common thing that we would hear from a lot of our members? Well, the, I think uh, one that we touched on in the webinar and one that came up through the comments a lot was approaching meetings and knowing yes. how to go into that, what's going to set them up well, but it was it was definitely approaching meetings. Yeah, that, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to say... Uh, you know, knowing, so go, let's go back a step, knowing that uh, what we're trying to do here is to understand the process that we go through when we're, uh, when we're going through an event, any event, whether that be going into a meeting, whether it be going into a conversation, whatever it is, how do we, what's the default way that we approach this without having any uh, pre-awareness uh, of this conversation? How do we, what's the, the current strategy that we run? This is what the purpose of this piece is. What's the strategy that we run? So you would say that if I was going into a meeting with my manager, let's say I was going into the meeting and the intent of me going into that meeting was for me to uh, ask for a pay rise. Let's say I, you know, I've really been working hard over the last six months or to 12 months and I really believe that I, you know, it's time for me to get a pay rise. We're going into the meeting with that intent. But we're feeling a little bit like you know what, do I deserve it? Have I proved my worth? Maybe I'm not doing enough. So that's what's going on in our internal state. So our psychology, our language that we're telling ourselves. Then what might be some reactions around how we how we show up as in, we go into that meeting with all of that in the background. How might we show up with our physical body? What would mm. be some examples? Mm. So I imagine with the, with the thoughts that in a dialogue going on inside, there's a making myself small or making yourself small shoulders kind of yes. hunched over a little and maybe holding papers across my chest. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe not approaching the room with uh, just that energy of authority yes. and certainty about what I'm actually asking for. And I, I wanted to touch on uh, how you shared 
the intent of the meeting. Mm. How many times do we go to a meeting unclear about the intent? Yes. Going, exactly. what what is the outcome that I really want from this? Yeah. And then what do I do to get there? Yeah. But often that, that piece, that very simple piece is missing, it's missing. So that you go in unclear and then the conversation's unclear and no one knows what's going yeah. on. And then you go, oh, now I'm slumped over yeah. and everything's happening and I don't know how to get back from this. Exactly. And I think that's a great example there because what you're saying and how you're showing up are totally different. There's incongruence, which of course, whoever you're speaking to is going to get a very different perspective. They don't really, you know, it's, it's that classic example. And I think you shared this, Holly, in the webinar, but I'm sure everyone can resonate. There's times where you walk away from the conversation going, you know what, there's something about that that's just off. I don't know what it is, but something just didn't add up. It's those moments where there's incongruence with what people say and how they're showing up that creates that incongruence and that that not sure about what that is and how to move forward with that. So it might not be that there this is the specific thing that didn't go to plan, but it might just be that something just felt off. And going in with an intent, a clear intent, is going to support your uh, your state in every way. So that's definitely the first part to this. Mm. But going. Is there something you wanted to add? Yeah, there? I did. I can tell you, like, <laughs> I was like chopping oh, at the bits. You're like, like, I was trying there, to be a great listener <laughs> and not show that off, but obviously it was incongruent. <laughs> I love it. So um, good. What I wanted to share was you know, when you're having a conversation with someone and what they're sharing, they're saying words, but their facial expression is different. Or oh, yeah. they're saying that they're happy, but you can really see in their eyes and their face that that's just not the case. Yes. It's, it's really important to raise this, I think, because as executive assistants, we are really intuitive and it is part of our job that makes us really good at our job, that mm-hmm. we can read the room and really uh, have compassion and empathy for people. That is a massive skill set yeah. of a great EA and acknowledging that, that there is something off there mm. is really valuable and really important to so know. Important. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation. So am I. And I, you know, I think that what's really valuable, what's really great about that is you couldn't be more accurate around the value of that. And I would say it's way easier for us to see it in others than mm. it is to see it in ourselves. So when we're trying to be congruent, it's really hard, you know, especially when it comes to us asking for something. And I find that that is when it becomes very difficult for us to really live by what we say we want, which gets in the way of ultimately what we want. Mm. We say we want to uh, progress in our career. We say we want that pay rise. We say we want to be able to be seen as a leader in the organization. But what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? It's likely that you say all of those things, but what you're telling yourself is, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just an EA. Now, I'm going to use that word because I don't know how many people have said to me, I'm more than an EA. But mm. what are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that? Because I would say a few people still believe that they are just an EA. Now, of course, we know that you are so much more than that. I know that we're so much more than that. But what are you telling yourself? Because that's what's getting in the way of your results. I trust that that totally totally I love your energy on that because (laughs) this is exactly what we talk about in everything that we're doing what is the thinking Mm. that's going on for you before you can get into the grit and to the action of anything what how are you approaching this what do you think what do you believe what is going on yeah yeah and of course you know I think something I shared was uh somewhere along the lines was that you know a lot of us just go at it with pure grit and determination to get the thing, to get the goal, to get the outcome, to get recognized as someone that's part of the leadership team, to get whatever we're looking to achieve. But we haven't done anything to, to, to alter our state. We haven't done anything to 
uh, show up differently. You know, I can think of a really great example here. In my last role uh, as an executive assistant, when I was moving sort of between EA to change management consultant, I was kind of in that crossroads of moving into a junior consultant role there. And uh, one of the things that my uh, my manager at the time said to me was, look, Amanda, if you want to start being uh, a consultant, you need to be able to speak up at meetings. You need to be able to show up with certainty. Uh, and he said, to be honest, I don't feel like if I put you in the front of X, Y, Z, at that time he said a particular client, I don't think you'd be able to cope. Like as plain and simple as that. Now, my thought process back then was like, I well, I wanted to be able to have that thing. But when he said that, he was completely right because my thinking was, oh, I don't know enough, I don't have enough uh, information, I'm only starting. And and inside of that, when I was in the meeting rooms or when I was in the rooms with other consultants and we would be talking about clients, how do you think I was showing up? Do you think I was standing there with certainty and confidence or do you think I was sitting there with my notepad writing notes and not really paying attention and being in the distance in the background? I can tell you it was the second. I was definitely sitting in the background. Now, of course, I could never catch up to that inside of that environment unless I ultimately completely shifted the way I was speaking to myself and how I was showing up in my phys- uh, in my physiology. So there's a, a there's a huge connection there in our results and non-results. Mm. And uh, until we can actually start seeing that the pushing and de- being determined to have that thing is one part of the journey, of course. You can't just alter your thinking and then all of a sudden miracles happen. <laughs> I'd love it to be that simple. <laughs> but uh, it's the huge part that connects that is really understanding the, the, the back end stuff that's going on with our physiology and psychology that's going to complement the work and effort you're putting in. Nice. That is such a good example. Do you know, can you identify or share a little bit about what the shift was for you and how you started to... Then now we can start looking at what was yeah. working for you. So, uh, geez, that, that took a long time. So there was probably a good 12-month period where I was in the state of wanting to be a consultant uh, and to, until I got to a point where I was considered uh, part, as in for me and for them, considered part of the, the consultant team. And ultimately what shifted was uh, a lot, well, so a few things. One was that... Uh, there was a comment that my mentor at the time, my mentor, still my mentor, said to me, which was, Amanda, if how you how you show up, how do you want to show up for others to see you a certain way? How are you showing up at the moment? And uh, I, at that point, it kind of really triggered that if I want to be seen a certain way, because one of the, my biggest concerns or complaints at that time was that I would go to him and say, I want to be considered as someone that's serious about being a junior consultant. Um, but no one is seeing me that way. They, they're seeing me as an EA. No one sees me as the junior consultant that I want to be. And it's never going to happen here. That was always my complaint. And uh, what he said really simply, which really hit home for me, was that unless you see that, they're not going to see that. And it couldn't have been said more simply because what he said was, I don't see that in myself. So how am I showing up? Am I showing up like a consultant or am I taking a back seat and am I being an EA in those rooms? And 100%, if I was to tell you what I would do in those rooms, I wasn't, uh, you know, I would see things that I would think that they could do differently. I would see, I would have different... um, different angles that they could look at with a particular client, but I would say nothing. 
I would sit there and I would wait for them to ask me. And even when they did, I would be like, you know, I, I just don't know, but maybe there was so much uncertainty in what I was delivering. Now, uh, so at that point, that was kind of the awareness phase, I suppose, where I started to know that what I wanted and how I was showing up was incongruent. There was an incongruence between what I wanted and what I was saying and what I was doing. Uh, and that was really uncomfortable because when you know it, you know it and you can't not see it. And I think ultimately what had me shift that was putting myself in positions that was congruent with what I said I wanted. Nice. Yeah. So if I said I wanted to uh, speak in front of the room at a, at a training session that they were running, uh, I would do it, even though my brain was saying, don't, this is you know too scary, it's fearful, you're not going to be able to do it, uh, it's not part of what you say, all of that was there. But doing those things and following through with those things uh, and obviously doing the work to get myself into a state before those things so that there was a congruence with my uh, what I said. You know, there were so many out-of-body experiences in that role, especially mm. when I when I really cracked that. Uh, you know, there was my first ever speaking gig that I did uh, in front of EAs, actually. It was, uh, and you know, shout out to anyone that was there. It was my first time, so hopefully <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But I remember the particular event that I, that I opened up with um, the water, uh, the executive assistant water um, industry, the EA network that was in the water industry, they had a really strong uh, connection group that they were part of. And I went and spoke at that event very, very first time, never spoken in my life. And I just remember going into that, how nervous I was and how incongruent it was with what I thought about myself. But just knowing where I wanted to go, I had to throw that out and, uh, and throw that belief out about myself and start creating language that was con consistent with my where I was going. And, you know, that event happened and it was great. And then just constantly doing those things over and over again, putting myself in positions and constantly thinking, what what do I want here? And am I showing up for what I want? I think that was the constant asking myself, what do I want and am I showing up for what I want right now? And if the answer was no, then what do I need to change? Do I need to speak up? Do I need to say this? What am I not doing to be consistent with what I want? Mm. I trust that that makes sense. Yeah, mate, there's so much in that. That's so mm. valuable. One of the um, comments that was really interesting in the webinar yeah. was uh, one of the attendees shared that when she went into a meeting, she said yes to something that she didn't want to say yes to mm. because she was uncertain going in. Oh, yeah. And I think what you touched on there, you were really, you had had that shift in thinking. Yeah. So that's one piece. You're yeah. like, okay, great. That's taken, or well, it's not taken care of, but to I have an agree. idea yeah. that that's something that I need to shift. Then you've, you established what those kind of gold standard uh, things are, mm. what are the things I need to do to get me where I want to go? So you yeah. had an idea of where you wanted to go. Yeah. You had an awareness of your current thinking and then mm. it shifted it into what it needed to be. Yeah. And then you knew what you had to do. So coming into the things that you had to do that are going to be challenging, yeah. you've just got that little bit more backbone or a little bit more yeah. certainty to go, hey, I have to do this. This yes. is where I want to go. Whereas yeah. if you don't know what that is, it's really easy to let things like that slip mm. you know other things come in or you say yes to things that aren't aligned with where you really want to go or the outcome that you want yeah I think that one someone said to me in that role Jesus lots of le learnings for me in that role but once someone said to me that uh if you don't know what you're working towards uh it will be very hard for you to create any momentum with anything because 
at the end of the day, if you know where you're going, even loosely, so, and of course being agile to be able to change and flex with that, but if you know where you're going, anytime something comes at you, even if it's something that you feel uncomfortable with, if it's moving you closer to that, the answer always is yes. Always. Even if, if you get nervous, you get like all of the thoughts coming up, your, physiologic, your physiology changes, all of that's going to be there. But the answer was always yes, and then your state will follow if you get yourself to that state of knowing where you're going. Uh, so I think that's a really powerful, powerful message there. And knowing what that mean, what that d- destination is, is going to allow you in those positions to be able to be very clear around what response you get, mm, what nice. response you give. And I think the other uh, really valuable thing, which has been such a game changer for you, is having that mentor mm. to give you that feedback. Oh, yeah. That has yeah. been invaluable. Oh, yeah. How much do I talk about him? Oh, my goodness. You know, actually, you might have to meet him. <laughs> He's. I've got a meeting off topic here <laughs> I'd love side to. note okay <laughs> I'm meeting with him in a couple of weeks I'd love for you to meet him because okay, he's yeah. you know been a huge influence in my life I talk about him a lot and you know he still he still provides a lot of support for me now and always will but I think having a mentor is completely invaluable because mm. they'll see things that you don't see and completely uh, you know sometimes you need someone just to be and it needs to be someone that's willing to just be cutthroat sharp and with love wrap you up with a big hug after of course but not with too much love that you don't have enough pain to do anything about it mm. yeah i think of mentors and people who i've come across in my life that ha- through meeting them or through having the experience with them has literally changed the trajectory mm. of my life I've, I've met someone and they've given me advice or we've something's happened and everything's changed as a yeah. result of it. it's always people yeah that, people that cross your path some people that you meet mm. people that come across it for not the glorious reasons whatever it is the the environment that you set yourself up self up with in terms of people that support you and give you feedback is just it has to be considered when you're on this journey oh 100% you know we always talk about having a community and the power of community but I couldn't agree more the power of having people around you that are up to the same thing as you you know if you're uh yeah it's it's important it's actually critical. Like critical. It's a critical. It is a must. A, it would be nice. It's a must. We cannot do it alone. No. We we need those mentors or the, that support group yeah. or yeah yeah. So I think that so yeah, real. I think that's really important. And you know, I if you're if anyone lis- is listening to this and wanting to know how do they get in touch with a mentor, uh, you know, please reach out to us. We can always recommend people. We have a whole bunch of. Uh, grads of ours that do mentoring for us so you know if anyone would like to know of a mentor or would like to know more information about how to get a mentor uh, just send us an email at info at the eainstitute.com.au or even jump onto one of our social pages and just say hey I need some help find me a mentor yeah <laughs> and we would love to support you with that because it's a you know obviously we really both believe in the power of it for, for us for sure definitely so I think in summary yeah uh, well, actually, before I get into the summarising of, of what we've talked about, thank you for sharing that. I love hearing stories. I think it's mm. such a cool way to learn. It's powerful. Um, there was so much in that too. Yeah. So in summary, following that, I think uh, what would be really valuable if you are listening to this and there's an outcome that you're trying to reach or a direction you're trying to go, um, really unpacking the thinking around uh, what you need to be able to get there, then having a look at what it might look like for you to do that and what kind of states and physiology you'd need to bring to that 
to be able to do the things you need to do to get you to achieve your goals. Yeah, completely. You know, it, it's really just preparing. And it comes down to preparing and knowing what is it that you, yeah, what is it that you, what's the outcome and what states do I need to be in to achieve that outcome? Uh, yeah, and, and really, you could. this is something you could do in five minutes. Absolutely. You five minutes. Absolutely. It's a simple, simple technique. Uh, you don't need much time. Get yourself some paper and some pen. Uh, simple to do and uh, and even giving yourself the time before going into those conversations to prepare yeah, I think we often joke about we get into our Tony Robbins state before any public speaking kind of events we don't quite jump on what does he do he jumps on a like a mini trampoline, a mini trampoline. Or, and a plunge pool. I think he does an yes. ice bath into a trampoline. He's got a full thing. We're not, we're not that uh, Tony Robbins We're not yet. that hardcore, are we? <laughs> not yet. yet. Yeah. We've got work Maybe. to do. We've got some work to do to catch up to the old Tony. But uh, in any case, we, you know, it's, it doesn't take much to get yourself into that state. And, uh, yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, uh, I, I would recommend at this stage, if you're wanting to know more about this particular topic, we really go deep on this. Uh, in our webinar that we did uh, this month and you can get access to that on our members portal so if you jump on the eainstitute.com.au and go to members this will immediately give you access to uh, the members section and you just have to go through there and register and register to join the members portal which is the resource library so we'll pop that in the comments on here anyway, so you can just click through if you're interested to, to if you want to know more about what we do or if you're wanting to jump on and see other webinars that we've done, we'd love to be able to yeah, give you more context on this and, and support your journey. Thanks very much guys. Thanks guys. Speak soon. Bye.